Simone Kelly, author, holistic business coach, and life coach with Own Your Power Communications. Our radio show and coaching programs are designed to help you live the life that you deserve. Make some noise, studio! As always, we want to give a special thanks to our partners, True Town Productions. And I'm happy to be sitting next to my handsome Puerto Rican brother from the Bronx, Herman Dubois. What's good, y'all? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> What's good? What's good? How you doing, Simone? I am doing fabulous. We're talking about one of my favorite topics. Oh, boy. I'm Even afraid to ask. Nobody believes that I'm, I can do this, but <laughs> mind, why is that? mindfulness. Why, is why, why, why because do people, people believe people you think because I'm so hyper and crazy, they, they're like, you can't do that. But I keep trying to tell they people. They think you're mindful <laughs> no, they think I'm just like, you know, like an Energizer Bunny. Oh, you are. That's but, cool. But people don't realize that I read minds all day. So mm, that's okay. my, my so what's, soul what's, sign. So what's, no, no, don't look scared. Don't look scared. So what's, what's my mind saying right now? Um, Stop. Okay, so. It's not good. Let's move forward. <laughs> Herman, I thought you were my brother. Mm-hmm. From another mother. So come on, let's talk about Keep the show bit. clean. All right. Yeah, let's so talk about this show what, is what called Teaching mm-hmm. Mindfulness at the Playground. Okay. We're going to talk about why meditation, yoga, and other alternative practices are beneficial to help children with ADHD, behavior, uh, developing their intuition, and much more. Sounds like it'll be pretty informative for parents. Maybe get some information on how they can... Uh, get started instead of whooping that i mean you know how they can really yeah, yeah, support yeah, the mindful yeah. development of their child I, I have a friend i i will not say her name but she actually um <laughs> we were talking about the show today and she mm-hmm. said she said i need i need my kids to, to learn how to do this because they driving me crazy <laughs> she, mm-hmm. she said i like she gives her kid an assignment like you know do this clean that and 10 minutes later they're on the couch and she was mm-hmm. like what happened i don't remember i don't know like they just like space cadets, mm-hmm. you know. So she's like, they need some mindfulness. But I know from you know just researching this and just knowing, you know, you have to set an example. You can't just assume they're gonna just do it. That you have to set an example. So we have some experts on the show today that okay. are gonna break Who it down. Who we got? Who we got? We got Pema Reed, yep. fa- founder of Dream Catchers for the Soul. I like that name, right? You just wanna say it like that. that soul Train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a dope name, though. That's Dreamcatchers for the Soul. You and what is, what is the uh, focus of Dreamcatchers? Um, Dreamcatchers uh, for the Soul focuses on self-discovery practices, such as mindfulness, yoga, tai chi, qigong, and holistic I'm self-care. Can, that, I know can you imagine how little, little kids doing qigong? That's, like, beautiful. Absolutely. And then we have Dr. Angela Brinson, who's a family Boom. psychologist. Yeah. And a long-time friend of the show, <laughs> uh, she's an expert in everything from relationships to mental health disorders to uh, helping families and couples and children. So um, let's welcome these ladies to the yeah, show. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> welcome back. Uh, we haven't seen you in a minute. Right. <laughs> so um, and, and just so people know who that is because it's not video. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's Angela. Dr. Angela. Did I say doctor? Did I leave out you the said, doctor? You said doctor. You, you said Okay. That. You know, I got to make sure because I know y'all work hard for them DB. titles. Amen. <laughs> so I'm so happy to have you guys. Thank you. Happy that, to be here. Thank you. So let's get started first, kind of getting a a a little bit of background on you and how you got started. So um, Pema, tell us what inspired you to start this this company, because I just think it's so needed and it needs to be like you need to have like a branch in every state. (laughs) Right. Um, God. Oh, I love. Yeah. I uh, was sitting in church uh, and I was praying for the entire congregation and Holy Spirit said to me, you're going to open a nonprofit based on the seven chakras. So, whoa. Yeah. Well, wait, you got to back up. So back what, did up. You, what did you do before this? Like, how did you, like, how, the what, jump, what was the jump? Yeah. What was the jump? Well, I'm a managing partner of my own firm, uh, uh, recruiting firm. And, but 
prior to that, I was an actress. I was a filmmaker. I went to Foreign Arts High School. Oh, nice. Um, I um, made my first feature film called Oreo. And I moved to Florida to take care of my mom. She made her transition. And then I kind of got stuck here. So I guess I want to dig a little deeper. When I, I'm not just talking about your, your uh, professional career, but even just the whole... <laughs> Even just the whole background as far as, like, not everybody knows what chakras are. So, like, like are, what's your spiritual side? Like, what, what do you do, like, on in the, to keep yourself grounded? Is it something that you were doing beforehand that got you even into the, all of this? Well, the Holy Spirit has a way of taking you full circle. And um, I went to, to seminary school, became a minister. Whoa. I, I studied to become a healer. Mm-hmm. And then I uh, took Reiki classes. Okay. Oh. Uh, Reiki and Izzy. No, sorry. He says everybody I know does Reiki or yoga, so that's, he always does this joke. <laughs> but I was instructed that I couldn't do Reiki on other people. Really? Yeah, because I'm a little bit You're too... You're too much of an empath? Yeah, yeah. I... Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so it's too heavy. Yes. Yes. So that's sort of how I got here, you know, just... But as... Let me, let me ask you this. So as far as, like... The direction of saying, hey, I want to help children. I get that it, it was inspired, but was there something that was like a red flag that said, hey, these kids need this? Like, is there what inspired the whole no. focus to focus on children well, in particular? As a, as a child, I wanted to, to own a mansion and fill it with children. I remember having those dreams at four. Wow. And um, I, I bought a six-bedroom house, and uh, I would let my nieces and nephews stay for the summer winter break, mm -hmm. and um, I just fell in love with my nieces and nephews, and um, nothing really, really inspired me, per se, to work with children. It was all God. It was all God. It was all the Holy But then Spirit. how did it start? Like, when you said, okay, I want to start this, you just said, I'm just going to start a nonprofit, and how did you get it, you know, going? I just said, I'm going to start a whole a nonprofit. I took my commands from the Holy Spirit. And uh, mm -hmm. and God said, "Dream catchers for the soul." Nice, excellent, excellent, excellent. Yeah. So, how do you how did you market that? How did you get people who maybe are not familiar with that platform or not familiar with that sort of mindset to be open to receiving that information or the services you provide? It was difficult at first um, because a lot of people seven years ago when I was talking mindfulness meditation. Oh yeah, they thought you were not. They thought I was crazy. They, <laughs> now like, it's more common. Yeah, yeah they're like woo woo, you know woo woo. That's woo woo. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. religious. We can't do that for that too. Yeah, yeah it was oh crazy, God. and yeah. so I got a lot of flack from right. that. You know, you can't do that with our children. And then mm -hmm. finally, now people are starting to listen to me. Especially in South Florida, I have people that I got to talk to my pastor before I take a yoga mm -hmm. class. I'm like, yeah. really? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, relax. It's not that serious. But um, all right. So then, um, you have questions. Just a little bit about sort of your background, just preliminary, and so we can start making the connections between your your line of work. Okay, born and raised here in Miami, Florida. Uh, graduate of Barry University. Um, I was at one point the only little chocolate chip in that cookie at Barry University um, mm. when I was studying psychology. Um, been working with children and families for about 20 years. Started out uh, working for the Department of Children and Families. I'd have to go in the home and remove kids mm. and put them in foster care, oh, blah, no. blah, blah. Um, from there, I decided I wanted to transition into something a little more professional, make some more money. So I kind of came into psychology after I was selling sex toys. Interesting. 
Um, so nice jump. <laughs> That's right around the time nice. when she was on. She was on our show back mm-hmm. in 2007. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, it was a relationship and yeah, sex. Right. So exactly. Talk, topic. Exactly. I guess I don't know. And one of the things, like, you know, when I was working with parents, I was like, hmm, the kids are also ones that are involved. They also suffer. There's also trauma when parents separate, when parents fight. So there's also trauma. So I decided I wanted to work more with children. So after I graduated, um, I worked for the school board of Broward County for 13 years as a district psychologist. And from there, I started a private practice. Um, In my private practice, I help parents solve problems. I help parents understand their children's academic and or behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. And so here we are. So just quickly, I mean, because I know it's a lot, but how do you help them figure out, like, what the issue is? Cause I know that's one of the things a lot of parents struggle with. They think their kid is just a bad kid. Right. So what are some of the procedures that you, you go through to help figure out what is the issue? If well, there is, if there and, is an and issue. And how do right. parents even know that you have a service available? Is it like a general workshop and then you get individual clients? Mm-hmm. Is it, are they referred to you from the school? How does that work? Good question. Oh, yes, I have yes, a yes, private right. practice in Miami Gardens. So people will bring their children to me and say, hey, I think my child has an academic problem or a behavior problem, emotional problem. We're doing a full full psychological evaluation, and then we make recommendations that parents can actually use at home and take to the school so they can get the additional help in school as well. So my my referrals come from um, schools, from uh, different agencies, from uh, the court system, from the Department of Juvenile Justice, just about anywhere there's a child. Can you um, both share examples of some of the results? Well, actually, before we do that, let's talk a little bit about, um, there's a New York Times article, um, Herman, that we found, and we got a little clip from it. So you want It says to- here, uh, according to the Times, children of all ages can benefit from mindfulness, the simple practice of, be- of bringing a gentle, accepting attitude to the present moment. It can help parents and caregivers, too, by promoting happiness and relieving stress. Mindfulness isn't something that can be outsourced, it's something that parents and caregivers um, have to teach a child to be mindful and embody the practice themselves. Right, talk yeah. a little bit about that. Yeah, because I think um, we were joking around about it earlier, but my, I have a friend that says her kids are driving her crazy, and she's like, yeah, they need, they need some mindfulness, and they need to do <laughs> some meditation and yoga, but what do you say to a parent that just says their kid needs to go to a class and learn it? What do you say to well, them? Cause well, they, first just... of all, I think it's important to understand the definition of mindfulness. Okay. And it, it, it basically means being paying attention, being aware for no particular reason without judgment. To what? To whatever's happening. Like if you have a thought that uh, of anger, if you're feeling anger in your body, just become aware of it. Breathe in and decide that you want to change the situation. Mm-hmm. So that will help a lot of children get out of um, being incarcerated or get mm. in a fight. Right, because Reacting. they have that self-regulation, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. you know, right. and they're able to to calm themselves right. or go within. But I think that people just use mindfulness, you know, like a catchphrase. Yes, yeah. it's a yeah. catchphrase. Yeah. It, it's it's meaningful. I mean, from drinking a glass of water, just being mindful, mm-hmm. you know, when the water goes down your throat and how it feels in your, you know, in in your throat down into your belly, mm-hmm. being aware of that for no reason. No reason. See, it's interesting because I've heard the term, you know, uh, used a lot in, in, in many different uh, dialogues, and yet this is probably the first time that there's been a a working definition 
explained that that is that one can process without you know being woohooed about it right. or or being an expert in the field that that makes it uh comprehensible uh right. to say just to be in tuned um i just recently uh, came from a uh, conference in Australia, and there was a young lady who was there um, who talked about, the. F- she was 19 years old, and it was the first time she had had the opportunity to actually be on the beach. And she talked about just standing barefoot on the sand and how she felt this sense of energy, and then how she walked to the water, only got about ankle deep, but you know, again, felt the sense of energy with the water and the right. sand. And, 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 and she talked about, and I go to the beach a lot. And I'm like, life. wait a minute, you know, but, but, but putting it, yes, ever. Oh and, but it, but it, it put, what you just said, kind of put it in context that you can be present and not be in tuned. Right. And I think that that to me is what I'm beginning to develop as an understanding of what it means to be mindful and the ability to acknowledge a scenario or situation, but then, be in tuned with do you accept it as it is what do you what, what happens next right. from that intuitiveness that you that you guys are, are, are making reference was that accurate would that be accurate absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. okay so i know you have you deal with a lot of um children that have I mean, everything from like bipolar to um ADHD. various mental health yeah different mm-hmm. issues and um what would be some of the things that you help them with as far as like any kind of strategies you give them well, first and foremost, you have to remember that um, yoga will literally like uh, calm your nervous system. Like mm-hmm. that's that's a fact. Um, so what we kind of teach is the the arc. So the arc is A R C: self awareness, um, self respect, and self control. So our goal is to make sure that students or, or children learn how to respond instead of to react. Right. Right. So that's important. I, and it's, I have a, a cute little story. One of my girlfriends, her, um, whenever I go to New York, I work on her son. And at, at the time, he was only like four years old. And usually when you, for people that do energy work, usually whenever I check people's chakras, children are usually wide open. Children yeah. and animals, wide open. But he was four years old and he had like a bunch of blocked chakras. And he was also like throwing stuff at the teacher and just, you know, acting out in school. So I taught him... Um, a breathing technique. Mm-hmm. So I said, whenever you start to get angry, you're gonna do, you're gonna smell the cookies, and you're gonna fog the mirror. Mm-hmm. So I said, whenever you get angry, you're gonna do it ten times. And he's like, okay, all right, Auntie Smell. So now every time, whenever I see him, I said, are you, are you still breathing? He said, yep, smell the cookies, mm-hmm. fog the mirror. And, yeah. then, and the mother said it actually helped in right. school because yeah. he starts to like it's mindfulness. It's literally right. catching yourself. Why am I angry? Why am I freaking out? You know, like he he, he knows to talk to himself. And, and come out of it by breathing. Right. Um, and I also do do the Ricky on too. And the kids love Ricky. They don't know what the hell I'm doing, but they they, they love it. They're like, hey, swing the crystal over me. What are you doing, lady? <laughs> so again, that example is, is amazing, and as it translates for a youngster to be able to sort of you know follow some basic steps. But mm-hmm. now, if we are coaching parents who have no clue, but but realize, you know what? Hey, I have no clue about this, but if this is going to help my child, I'm going to try to you know do what I have to do without even realizing it'll probably benefit them as well. Right. What what are then the strategies? How long does it take to for someone to really, you know, embrace this as something that is not like a, a, a conscious thing that you have to do all the time, but it becomes part of your nature? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, mindfulness should be done every day. Okay. Um, so it's not just when a situation no, happens. Right. No. What you practice Emergency grows stronger. Mindfulness. Crisis intervention. <laughs> I'm going to choke her. <laughs> Smell the cookies. <laughs> Fog the mirror. 100 times. <laughs> Because I'm going to choke this shit out. I'm sorry. 
my bag. I just need some help. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, but what we practice grows stronger, right? Mm-hmm. So the more we, you know, you, you go to the gym and you build those muscles, same thing with mindfulness. You just got to practice it every single day and not take anything personal. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the beauty of it. We have YouTube now, and I'm and I've seen um, a lot of people I know. They're they'll do meditation with their child together. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they're, okay, we're gonna meditate now, and this and you see a lot of kids like you know literally on you know mm-hmm. Facebook and mm-hmm. stuff, posing and doing mm-hmm. yoga. Um, but one of the things um, I I also saw an article actually. Let me pull it up. I think it was an article uh, related to a school in Baltimore where the kids were acting out, and instead of detention. They got sent to yes. meditation. Meditation. Mm-hmm. meditation. Yes. There, meditation. There are tons of examples that, that they're even actually starting the day with, with meditation, with medita- yes. as a way to set the child up for learning set and being open to, to receiving information. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. but you re- do you realize we had this back in the day? Quiet time. Quiet time. Remember yeah. they would say quiet time? Quiet time when I was a kid. Ain't what, no, it was but like in class now. where they say put your head down. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like mm-hmm. meditation. We just well, didn't call it that. Right. Yeah. I went to Catholic school. They definitely didn't call it that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, but, I, I, but, but I think the, the, the lack of professional development for teachers then and coaching them around how putting your head down could have been so instrumental was lacking. Right. So I know what you're saying. There may have been some parallels and maybe right. there was a calming sensation that occurred. Right. Half the kids may have gone to sleep. But the point was was that it was that, <laughs> it was that pause. Yeah, that it was the pause in the day versus right. what you're saying is actually an exercise that right. I think um, has a lot of other benefits besides just let's put your head down and take a nap. So I want to sh- um, you guys to share some tips um, for these parents that and and it's interesting and, and, and parents and, and tips for tips for parents, but it clearly sounds like parents have to help themselves first, first before right. they yeah, can help absolutely. their child. So let's keep it very adult focused mm-hmm. and then transition it into this is what the adults can do for their children, the parents can do for their children. Right, right. Tips, ladies. Tips. Well, one of the tips I have um, for my parents is to have your me time when you get home. Don't wait until the weekend to have your me time. When you get home, allow yourself at least 20 minutes of downtime so that you can handle what happens next. What we typically do as parents, we come in and we get right with the routine. There's the cooking, there's the homework, there's the cleaning, there's the fussing. But if you give yourself 20 minutes of wind down time, then you'll be able to handle your kids and your situations a lot easier. I have a question, though. Um, most of my friends tell me uh, about the, they can't even go to the bathroom in peace. Right. So is that realistic? Like, do they have to sit in the parking lot? But that's because of the kids, or that's because they got some other problems? <laughs> no, but there's even pictures. You ever see, like, the funny pictures of, of, like, a parent on the toilet, and they're taking a picture of the hand, the kid's hand's like, hey, mm-hmm. mommy, yeah. <laughs> right. in the bathroom. So but guess what? Mommy needs to own her power, too. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I like yeah. that. Plug, plug. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the us- same thing, like, a parent will come to me and say, oh, I can't get my kid to get off the phone, and they're playing video yeah, games. I'm like, well... <laughs> Who's unplug paying it. the bill? Who, All right, you can't right. Can't be on the, the phone if it ain't connected. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So mommies have to own their power. Right, right. Right. So me time is number one. Me time for themselves. Yes. And then what else? Kick off to that after the me time when you're making the meal, being mindful of making the meal. Cooking with love. Cooking with love, mm-hmm. cutting the vegetables, seeing how the vegetables lay, mm-hmm. putting them in the pot, putting the seasoning in, just being mindful the process of the pro yes yes being in the moment instead of it being like a, an activity that you're so i gotta make dreading. this meal in 10 minutes right, I gotta so, get it done. so it sounds like i mean we live in a world where everything is happening at 100 miles an hour and, mm-hmm. and it's almost become the norm for 
people having to um, be very good at multitasking mm-hmm. because it's just there's not enough time in the day for everything. And it sounds like what you're suggesting is that um, not to multi. In other words, if you are cooking, focus on one thing at a time. You're not thinking about okay, I've got to do laundry afterwards, right. and I've got to respond to these emails, and I guess I still have to put the kids to bed right. and bathe them, but mm-hmm. focus on what's happening in the moment. Right? Is there an exercise, or I know you mentioned breathing, in addition to that, that can help eliminate the the natural, you know, motion to multitask and just say stop. Mm-hmm. Is there recommendations on how to do that? Breathe. I know. (laughs) Breathe. You have to do practice. You You have to breathe. Yeah. You know, and we don't breathe. We don't know. No, we never. Yeah, we hold it in. We're walking around. We walk around like, Mm -hmm. you know, with this hunch in our shoulders because we don't Mm -hmm. breathe. Mm -hmm. And when you just breathe, just breathe, just breathe, just continue to breathe. Mm -hmm. Count one, two, three, four, exhale. Count one, two, three, four, exhale. You know, just breathe into that situation. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like to use is I recommend my parents to get yoga pretzels. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's this? This is Cute. on. You can get this on Amazon um, for like thirteen dollars, and it actually goes through different poses, how to do the pose, and it tells you on the back, you know what the pro- what the pose is purpose for. for like example, old school flashcards. That's exactly. <laughs> so the turtle is a pose where you feel safe and it's quiet. So mommies and kids can do this together. Kids can do oh, this I need together. That. Mm-hmm. And it tells you right on, on the back. And this is important because a lot of times the kids that we're dealing with are, are experiencing trauma mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. may not want to, this may be, you know, something that they can't tolerate, mm-hmm. you know? So you go to other positions where they can feel empowered. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you have your pretzel that makes you. Do they have an adult version of that game? It's for children and adults. For children and adults, yeah. But they Wonderful. do have some that are specifically for adults. This nice. one I like to use. No, with that's the kids. awesome. That's awesome. And um, I know Pema, you you actually do workshops, right? So tell us about some of the things you do. I I use the breathing balloon. Uh, breathing. It's a. Um, I saw it. I remember. Yeah. It. Yeah. So, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> she talk, doesn't have talk, it on her right now. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> So it show it helps you with your breathing. It actually calms children down. It goes in and out and in and out. You know, like 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 that. it sets the pace for your how you're inhaling, your exhaling. And a, exactly, okay. exactly. And then I do also um, a mindful jar where I put glitter in water and I shake it up. And as the glitter falls to the bottom of the the bottle. That should have the child should be calm mm-hmm. by that time. So the visual aligns yeah, with what the, vis- the, pleasure, the exactly. physical experience. Exactly. Interesting. Can, Interesting. Can you share an example of how um, it's like your phone. any of these exercises have helped? Like the back of your phone. Yeah, exactly. The glass. She does that yeah. when she's you know yeah. uh, having yeah. her moments. Shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, I was going to ask. I didn't even lose uh-huh. my train of thought. See? Um, Can't breathe. <laughs> In the moment. Oh, God, you made me forget my question now. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, examples of how this has helped maybe a, a really extreme case. Casey. So, like, somebody that has ADHD or bipolar or something where they're, they're like, this kid, I can't take it anymore. What can I do? You know, is there any, like, real technique that you think has worked the best in particular? Or is it just a case-by-case basis? It's a case-by-case basis. Um, I do some work in foster homes. And a little boy got adopted the other day. And... Child services called me and said, 
Whatever you've been doing with this child, please, can we get you back in oh, wow. so you can do the mindfulness, so you can do the yoga, the tai chi, the qigong, because it's helped this child. Okay. And they have ADHD and they have Down syndrome. Mm. Oh. This particular child. Okay. So. And you were doing like a, a mixture of things with him. Right. Okay. So in a case like that, would now would that could that be potentially potentially be a case where? Um, you're retained to then help support the household because let's face it, we know that sometimes children get tremendous opportunities to learn stuff in class and they go home and their environment at home is not supporting right. what the child is trying to develop as a skill set. You you hit it on the nose because parents have to practice this. Right. Which goes back to you know, right. exemplifying yeah. the conduct. Parents have to practice this because children are looking at their parents All even the when they don't think they're looking at right. them. I have a good segue to that. Uh, shout out to Monica Gonzalez. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Monica Gonzalez, who wants to credit for everything, <laughs> is a good friend of mine, and she's also a yoga teacher and one of my yoga teachers. And she said on and Facebook, well, for the third time, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, and this is her, um, her kind of experience. So she said, I practice yoga and mindfulness my entire pregnancy. Akani came out to be one of the most peaceful and wise babies I, I have birthed. He has now turned into a little adventurous toddler, but whenever I practice, he jumps on the mat with me in addition to breathing with him when he gets a little worked up. Mindfulness will always be a part of our lives as I will always, as I will forever make sure that he stays tuned in. And this Mm. kid, I always call him a little Buddha because he literally would would be in an entire yoga class and we wouldn't even know he was there. And I'm talking about like a, like not even a year old. And we're like, this is amazing. Like, just like smiling, no crying, no screaming, no nothing. Just like... And she'd be having him on her on her hip and doing yoga positions with him. Wow, amazing! Um, so yeah, so that she's a perfect example of somebody that practices it, yeah. and, you know, and it works. So, um, any last tips, ladies? Because we, I mean, I don't know if anything else that you could uh, share. Well, I'm going to be starting a yoga program at the university. I'm the psychologist at Florida Memorial University. Yay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be starting a midday mindfulness um, this month, where we're going to have um, the connection. I'm sorry, the coalition connection. Coco is going to come out to university. They're going to provide us with mats free of charge, and they're going to do six weeks of yoga and mindfulness. Nice. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice. And, and what about? And that's you? just for university students. Yeah. And faculty, how old are they? Or? University <clears throat> students. Yeah. Oh, you know, we could we should have mentioned too the age difference because you know we're talking about children, but there's also I would say teens and young adults need this more than anything. And I I love when I meet like even like you know teenagers and and people that are like in their young twenties or something, and knowing that they're already doing this, I'm like, Mm -hmm. if you're doing this already, you're gonna be good. Yeah, (laughs) you already have some of the tools to prepare you for for real life. Absolutely. You know, so um, but do you guys work with older? I mean, I know you work with teens, right? Yes, in 20s. children, teens, young adults. Mm-hmm. What would you say, you know, you work at the university, helping, um, you know, college students? Well, it's definitely been helpful with, uh, like, conflict resolution. We have a lot of roommate conflicts. Oh, I can imagine. So we teach them to do something like the back-to-back chair, where they kind of have to work on mm-hmm. acceptance and strength, and they mm-hmm. actually, they're into this. So it works out pretty well. Well, remember, we're not on video, so explain oh, what that I'm is. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so the back-to-back chair is a pose where you're going to be back-to-back with someone, and it helps you to develop trust and acceptance of that person. So we have two people with two different belief systems that are now coming together to communicate, mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. touching each other. The thing that we don't do. We talk, but we don't touch each so other. So you get them. So like somebody says, hey, my roommate's getting on my nerves, and then what? how, how does that work? They both... 
She, we you, get, you call we, them? We get them to both agree to an intervention. Okay. They sign a roommate contract. Wow. And then we end with, you know, That's yoga fancy. and breathing. That, that, yeah. that goes back to dormitory life, you know, sort of uh, management one-on-one. When you're a resident advisor and you realize that roommates are having talent, you make a recommendation. Now, the, in, the intervention model is pretty contemporary. But yeah, that's There's always fancy. been processes to try to deal with right. roommate conflicts. Oh, I never heard of that. I guess I never have roommate conflicts. And do you have some programming coming up? That? <laughs> that, that's interesting because it's actually grounding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yes. grounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it, yeah. Yeah. Um, programming, events coming events. up. Yeah, I, well, it's going to be our seventh uh, year that we're doing Children of the Lotus which is August 17th. Um, it's a retreat for parents and children, and we, it's a day of mindfulness. Uh, we have Reiki healing for the, for, the, for the mothers and fathers. We have massages. Um, we're teaching Reiki to our children this nice. year. I love nice. it. So we're going to have healers walking around. Nice. Um, there's going to be drummers this year. Um, and on June 22nd, we're having our first gala to raise money for Dream Couches for nice. the But you Wonderful. can find me in foster homes. And the website? www.dcfts.org. D-T- D-C-F-T-S. Thank you. Look, we're doing this for the radio so people can hear it and say it again. Okay, so it's dcfts.org. One last time. DCFTS.org. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And how can we reach you? Um, Psychic Solutions. P S Y C H E D Solutions.com. Solutions.com. Located in the heart of Miami Gardens. Wonderful. Across the street from Tootsie's. Uh oh. <laughs> Lots of mindfulness happening there. That's Mind nice your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, thank you guys for being here. Give them a hand, studio. Thank you for having us. Yes, thanks for having us. It was wonderful. Hopefully, some of these parents uh, will take advantage of your services and, um, you know, make sure that they don't whip that ass. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, smell the cookies, fog the mirror. It works like magic. Then choker. No. Um, <laughs> and don't forget, tune in to our network 24 7. We have shows on everything from business to relationships. So spread the word about us. Special thanks to the Own Your Power team that helped make this show possible. Keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio for more informative and exciting shows. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. Remember, anything you want is attainable. So own your power. <laughs>